Welcome back. It's time for more Bill's Big Bag of Onions. I'm 50,000 watts of power on that top radio. I got so many bees After a well-intentioned guest asked Spencer, Well, how did you get so handsome, young man? He abruptly turned toward me and said, I want you to help me with my swimming. When Spencer and I looked toward Zach and Lydia for permission, they said it would be great if I could occupy Spencer while they attended to their arriving guests. As we prepared to get into the pool, Spencer told me, Yesterday at my swim lesson, I practiced jumping into the pool and swimming back to the side. He demonstrated this feat two or three times and then grew bored with his success. As he adjusted his Spider-Man goggles, he proclaimed that he would try to swim the entire 16-foot width of the pool. Spencer directed me to stay two feet in front of him while he dog-paddled his way toward the other side. Strawberries! I come from four miles out of town Going to glory, my strawberries are sweet and sound. I'm going to glory, I watch them four miles on my head. I'm going to glory, my child is sick, my husband's dead. I'm going to glory, eat them with your bread and meat. I'm going to glory, my strawberries are good and sweet. characteristics, though there was much more to the old man, always drew young Jeremy to his grandfather. A quiet demeanor and a steady gaze in his eyes no matter what the situation. His grandparents had raised Jeremy and he could not remember a single instance in his childhood when his grandfather had raised his voice in anger. No matter the problem, crisis or circumstance, the old man always faced it with a quiet resolve. Perhaps that was the reason there was always peacefulness in his eyes, like the stillness of a deep, quiet pool of water. 
So Jeremy went to his grandfather, carrying his grief and confusion as if it were all the heartaches of the world. Riding on the water line, trying to figure out if I'm above the fall. Maybe I should take some time and practice staring at the wall. When I'm looking through the glass, I can only see the half that I can see. Then I woke up, didn't know if I had fallen back to sleep. Was I dreaming? Am I dreaming? Is this happening to me? Yeah, I woke up and I noticed all these little things. Someone pinched me. Hey, this is alright. This is my life. That I've ignored Hid behind the open door And out of mine Like a prayer on a post-it note That I forgot I wrote And left behind I've been waiting on a bell Spinning on the carousel That I can't stop But I woke up Didn't know was I dreaming? Am I dreaming? Is this happening to me? Yeah, I woke up and I noticed All these little things Someone pinched me Hey, this is alright This is my life This is my life Not everything is right This is my life Didn't know if I had fallen back to sleep Was I dreaming? Am I dreaming? Is this happening to me? Yeah, I woke up and I noticed All these little things Someone pinched me Hey, this is alright This is my life This is my life This is my life This is my life One oh six point six FM with Bill The British psychiatrist R. D. Lang wrote somewhere that there are three things human beings are afraid of. Death, other people, and their own minds. Terrified of my mind, I had always dreaded spending a moment alone with it. There always had to be a book in my pocket as an emergency kit in case I was ever trapped waiting anywhere, even for one minute, be it a bank lineup or supermarket checkout counter. I was forever throwing my mind scraps to feed on as if to a ferocious and malevolent beast that would devour me the moment it was not chewing on something else. All my life, I had known no other way to be. After all, I believe, bring me I've got nothing to lose except everyone's blues Bring me Whiskey and wine if you're going over the line Bring me I've been counting my blessings Counting the crows Cause the older I get, the faster it goes And I know Nobody knows So if you don't 
That belief, that it is possible for me to create a place I believe in, even in the midst of a group of automatons, an empty desert, or a risky marketplace, is the entrepreneurial spirit. It is the key to being political in a positive way, and having the strength to avoid the manipulative choreography we see going on around us. This book is for any of us who feel that most organizations are still venues to discover what is possible. Our belief is that organizations are successful sometimes despite the way they manage themselves. We know that if we are going to spend the best days of our lives at work, work ought to be more than a job, and it is up to us to push the limits regardless of our position.
listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Leadership is a dynamic process in which a man or woman with God-given capacity influences a specific group of God's people toward his purposes for the group. This is contrary to the popular notion that a leader must have a formal position, a formal title, or formal training. Many who are called to lead in church or parachurch organizations may have no formal titles such as pastor or director. They may be Sunday school teachers, small group leaders, or lay people functioning in any number of other leadership capacities. To be considered a leader, one does not require a professional position nor need to be a full-time Christian worker.
look, if I can raise six kids, I can obviously run a country. Meanwhile, in a 2016 Republican debate, one of the candidates, a current senator, said he'd eliminate five federal agencies. Then he proceeded to name each one. Same trap, same result. He listed the Commerce Department twice, as if to say, you can't just get rid of the Commerce Department once. Any idiot can do that. No, I'm going to get rid of it, and then I'm going to get rid of it again. If the details are too much for you, the speaker, to remember, your listeners don't stand a chance. Tell them what you're not going to tell them. Listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions. During his initial attempts, he was having trouble making it past the midway point, and each time he began to flounder, he rejected my attempts to help. Eventually, he would relent, ask me for help, and I would carry him back to the ledge. After a minute of rest, he would say, Let's try again. I'm no Olympian, but even for a six-year-old, Spencer did not appear to be gifted with much strength or coordination. His swimming had a decidedly spastic vibe, and seeing it gave one a visceral sense of discomfort, which was accentuated by his loud gasps. I appreciated his chutzpah, but one could not help but worry about his ability to stay afloat. I looked to Zach and Lydia for some guidance. They nodded their heads as if this spectacular struggle was completely normal.
Those flat English words don't really do justice to what Aristotle means. In his 1920s lectures about Aristotle and rhetoric, the German philosopher Martin Heidegger translated pathos as Stimmung, a term for musical tuning as well as for generic mood. It is the ability or inability of a speaker to find and then sing in the same key as his or her listeners. When I explain Pythagoras' theory to you, Your opinion of my character and your mood are unlikely to influence whether you find my exposition convincing. If we listen to two philosophers, debating a moral point, character and mood may hold greater sway, but we are still likely to accord more weight to what we take to be the objective strengths and weaknesses of their arguments. Aristotle's view is that in rhetoric, persuasive power is more evenly divided among pure argument. I don't suppose you can tell me when I can hear Box 39. It is rather good. It's called Box 39. It's the weekly magazine, music and humour show live on Colne Radio. Good old Box 39. We don't just help with the nasty things in life like a block drain. We're there for the nice things too. Thursday evenings at 8 and Saturday afternoons at 2. Oh, that's wonderful. The, the name? Yes, it's Box 39.
The old man took him to the shade of an old cottonwood tree, where they sat and listened to the gentle rustling of the soft breeze among the leaves. Since I was a boy, Old Hawk began, the sounds of cottonwood leaves in the wind remind me of my mother's voice. But then I think somehow it could also be the voice of God. Jeremy listened for several moments, but all he heard was the leaves rustling. So, grandson, the old man went on. I can see by the look on your face there is something pulling down at your heart. Is there something you want to talk about? There, the young man asked his question. The same question he had asked before in different ways. Oh, your old hometown so far 
let's play a song called Hold On, Hold On. Baby, gotta hold on. Take my hand, I'm standing right there. Gotta hold on, hold on, hold on. Baby, gotta hold on. Take my hand, I'm standing right there. Gotta hold on. It's a Bill's big bag of onions. The shock of self-recognition many adults experience on learning about ADD is both exhilarating and painful. It gives coherence for the first time to humiliations and failures, to plans unfulfilled and promises unkept, to gusts of manic enthusiasm that consume themselves in their own mad dance, leaving emotional debris in their wake, to the seemingly limitless disorganization of activities, of brain, car, desk, room. ADD seemed to explain many of my behavior patterns, thought processes, childish emotional reactions, my workaholism and other addictive tendencies, the sudden eruptions of bad temper and complete irrationality, the conflicts in my marriage, and my Jekyll and Hyde ways of relating to my children. Book. 
You, however, may view things very differently. You may feel very strongly that your organization is, in fact, currently a living example of your own deepest beliefs. You may feel that it operates well enough, that it achieves its goals, and that what is needed is more of the same. You may be an advocate for clearer goals, better structure, and more willingness on the part of people to make sacrifices and to return to a set of values that seem to have existed in the past. You may long for a greater respect for authority, a greater willingness to postpone gratification, and an understanding that work is work and is not meant to be the caring vessel for life's wishes and dreams and values. You may feel that one's personal life and community life are the places for self-expression and individuality. Listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions. A hint of the grandison, a peek at the master plan, a whisper that the cards I need are already in my hand, a couple of neon signs shaped like an arrow saying, Ride this way to the path I meant to. Travel, a bit of confirmation I belong where I am at I could use some of that Oh, I've been stumbling around a little blind So I miss the forest every time But I can tell you the secrets of a single Comfort of my quilted heart Put some brand new strings on this old guitar And sing my way through another false start If I'm lucky Thank you. 
is the forest every time But I can't tell you the secrets of a single pine Well, I get lost, but I don't mind As long as the story I find is I directed my original research toward professional Christian leaders, that is, leaders who are paid to lead. Full-time pastors, evangelists, missionaries, and nationals who direct mission organizations, lead denominations, establish Bible schools, and teach in seminaries. Most of these have had some formal training for their profession. Most, if not all, of the patterns and processes in these leaders' development are applicable to non-professional leaders. These non-professional leaders work as volunteers in local churches or small organizations. They usually have not received any formal training in Christian leadership. In this book, I am applying what I've discovered to both professional and non-professional Christian leaders.
mystery in what people don't say. Let's use that to our advantage. When you ask someone, how are you? You get the mysterious answer, fine. No one says, well, my spouse just ran off with the plumber. And ever since she left, I've been despondent. Also, the upstairs sink hasn't been draining properly. But in other conversations, the border between what to disclose versus what not to gets murky. I recently patrolled that border with a group of research scientists while working on their upcoming presentations. Every presentation lives or dies at that border. We all know what it's like to be in the audience. I often advise clients to imagine an unpleasant dental procedure. I am Bill Lawrence. And you have been listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Join me again soon here on Colm Radio for more voyages through the realms of good music and spoken word. Goodbye. Call me all night. Talk radio.